Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Doing Good Business. I'm here, uh, Laura, as always, with our good friend, my favorite co-host ever. Yay, Kelly Stewart. Happy to be here with you today. Woohoo! So today, we're going to talk about trust. And this feels like a really nice segue. If you guys didn't catch our episode last week, make sure you go back and listen to it. We had an awesome guest. His name is Matthew Patsy. And in addition to being a podcast consultant, he has a podcast called Cause Pods. He was kind enough to have Kelly and I as guests on the show, um, talking all about how people are doing good using the podcast medium. So super trustworthy business owner. So today's topic is trust. Trust. And we're going to talk about it in the business world. And it's it's very topical, one mm-hmm. might say, mm-hmm. today, um, trust. But it's a very interesting concept. You know, have you ever done those, you know, trust exercises where just fall? Oh, back? yeah, those right. fall, the I cashing. Do that. I hate that. Nope. <laughs> and I nope. can't do it with people I really trust. No, I have trust <laughs> issues. You can ask my therapist. <laughs> I can't do the three fall <laughs> exercises. Nope. I just start laughing. I get a giggle, nervous. Nervous laughter yeah. because I think, well, what if at the last minute they need to look away for something? What if they sneeze? <laughs> exactly. What if they fall down? <laughs> exactly. But I think as humans who are wired for social connection, trust is really important mm-hmm. for us. And I'm sure that you see that on the individual level. Um, so I'll, I'll do like a little mini interview with you, Laura. Yeah. Um, we did that a couple of weeks ago and, and really enjoyed it. What do you see as... Um, some of the issues in trust, like what kind of bubbles up to the top? Is it a lack of trust or is it I want to trust, but I need to help help myself get yeah. a level of comfort with it? Yeah. What, what do you find? So I'll start like super, super personal. And I think the first step is I think most of us walk around not trusting ourselves. Oh, and we don't so necessarily. Yeah. Like, so I don't necessarily know. Before I even start learning the tools and the skills and, you know, how do I start to build trust, I don't even know what it feels like because I don't necessarily trust myself. So if you are stuck in guessing, if you need to take a a survey of the 15 nearest people before making a decision, if you don't feel, Mm -hmm. you know, confident in, you know, making moves in your career or making changes or things like that, like that's your clue to first start looking internally and maybe your own barometer of trust with yourself is you know kind of a little off right I love when when it comes to other people and obviously in business I send this book to a lot of my clients um before agreements it's one of my favorite it is and I will say it's by Don Miguel Ruiz and very simply the book is great it's a short quick read but very simply the four agreements to me these are sort of the pillars of trust and what I think of. So when I think of somebody that I trust, they embody all of these. So the first is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Right. Be impeccable with your word. I personally, if you say something and don't follow through with me, it degrades trust. And when we take it to the business world, if you're a leader... And you make a commitment to your team and don't follow through with that, it's going to degrade trust there as well. Absolutely. So agreement number two, this is the one that most people um, struggle with. Don't take anything personally. (laughs) 
so whatever do you raising my hand i literally just told kelly a story about how an amazing person in a networking meeting was like oh my gosh you look so comfortable and i was like was that a compliment like i actually really like my outfit um and of course it was but that's kind of the thought process don't take anything personally as the agreement that speaks to that so nothing others do is because of you what others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dream and when you're immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. So right. don't take anything personally. That's really one that speaks to self-trust and how mm-hmm. you feel about yourself and how resilient you are and how confident you are and how mm-hmm. you can handle what someone says. Uh, third agreement is don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions. Express what you really want. We've talked a lot about appreciative inquiry, things mm-hmm. along those lines. I think right. that's how you bring it into the business world. Let's not assume we all know this is why we have a team. We don't want to make assumptions. We want to ask questions. And finally, it's always do your best. And your best is going to change from moment to moment. And under any circumstance, simply do your best and you'll avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. So my best three weeks ago when I had food poisoning and couldn't get off the sofa was very different than my best this morning when I have not had an opportunity to speak on a panel to a bunch of other business leaders. So at any given moment, I think is such an important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. But always do your best. And I would extend that. And hat tip here to Brene Brown is let's believe, let's all operate under the assumption that everyone is always doing their best. Like when I operate from that place, when I am able to approach every interaction with the assumption of positive intent, Mm -hmm. I am building so much more trust Mm -hmm. than when I go into it thinking like you're out to get me or that's a personal threat or something like that. Right. So that's my favorite resource on trust from a really micro level. Kelly, well, let's think, talk macro. I think that's fabulous. And there are so many crosswalks to mm-hmm. what we hear about in business. Uh, one of the first that I think about is just getting kind of the lay of the land in business. Mm-hmm. Like why is trust important in business? Right. And every year Edelman publishes their trust barometer. And for the last few years, they've reported a lack of trust in American CEOs, down mm-hmm. to like 38%. Now, I have seen that now that, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. now it's coming back. And that's really important because it is very hard to do business with people when they don't trust you. Right. Who do I want to buy from? I want to buy from a company that I trust. Exactly. Who yeah. I want to work for. Yeah. Who do I you know, want to have as a client? Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a supplier or a vendor, right? Who do I want to have as a client? These things are really important. And I find that when trust exists, then there's less, and I've said this before, it's like less squabbling over the scope of work, mm-hmm. less squabbling over fees. And hey, here's an idea. We just do what we said we were going to do. Right. We Be get, impeccable we with get your stuff work. done. Exactly. Right. Right. You know, we produce favorable outcomes for all of our businesses and the people that we serve. So that's basically been the Edelman Trust Barometer, and they released 2019 in January, Mm -hmm. which would be studying 2018, and they found that despite a lack of belief in other institutions, so I'm reading here, there is one relationship that remains strong for people, and that is with their employer. So 58% of general population employees, and that's, you know, this is heavy-duty Research, so yeah. they have all these different categories. This is everybody right? from the person ringing you up at Wawa to exactly. you know, the vice the president of the call and the uninformed masses. And but they say that they are looking to their employer now to be a trustworthy source of information about contentious societal issues. Wow, huge! Wow, in the span of one year, they've really seen this uptick. So, what they're saying is. In the midst of 
let's just call it chaos yeah. that we have. There's probably a better word. Maybe it's not, it doesn't no, need to be that strong, but in the, yeah, in the midst right. of confusion and chaos, mm-hmm. there we go. We'll put it on the mm-hmm. spectrum. Um, that people are, what they're finding is that people are more willing to trust people who are local to them. Okay. Right. Yeah. That close proximity, that's, that's a trust issue. Right. Yeah. So I can see you, I can walk mm-hmm. into your office, right. You're not a zoom call and a half a country mm-hmm. away from me. So, but what they found now is that even though employers are ready and w- employees are ready and willing to trust their employers, employers have to earn that mm-hmm. by doing things that go above and beyond business as usual, Laura. Yay. And Help, you know Matt that's our Kelly, thing. Helping you bust through the burden of business as usual. Exactly. Not through, but. Yeah, absolutely. Break through the burden of business as usual. Absolutely. Because yep. that's what it's all about. So now what they expect, what employees expect then is that employers will join them in taking action on their mm-hmm. societal issues. Have mm-hmm. we heard that before? I yeah. think we've talked about this. Something like values or something like that. Exactly. I want to work for a company that aligns <laughs> with my values because exactly. that, and this makes a lot of sense in that concept. Right. Like if and, you're trusting your employer. Socially driven businesses. Right. There's a reason yep. why they exist now, right? Yep. Um, they also, um, that, that is came in at 67%, which was nearly as high as, and this, this is just really what hit me, as their expectations that their employers will make an attempt to personally empower them, which was 74%, and provide them with job opportunities, which is 80%. Wow. This is off the charts huge, and I even made in my, my own notes for our show, this is so directional for companies that not only want to remain relevant, but really just want to remain in business. This is what it means to be in business in the 21st century. So, so talent acquisition consulting hat on, that is super shocking to me just because turnover is so high right now. But So then exactly. my, my wheels start turning and I'm like, hmm, maybe that's just that 20% that doesn't trust their employer or that 20% mm-hmm. that doesn't have... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, personal development available with their employer, things like that. So, right. you know, employers listen up, right? This Absolutely, to, because it's a number that's that has the potential to grow. Right. If this is what employees are saying, right. we want to trust, mm-hmm. then the businesses have to provide the, yep. the practices, right? Yep. They, and it goes back to the four agreements, right? They have to be able to model and show mm-hmm. and prove that they're doing what they say they're going to right. do, right? right? So for a definition of trust, there's a great, I guess it's a white paper, how to build trust in an organization mm-hmm. out of the University of North Carolina. And they quote researchers who wrote a book, The Trusted Advisor, in 2001. And they say that trust is something you have to do to give people the evidence they need to believe you should be trusted. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to give in order to get don't we find this so often with leadership, right? Yeah. You have to to be the change you want to see. You have to walk the walk. You have to talk the talk. If you're trying to build a good culture, um, then you have to, you're the gardener. Right. You've got to right. put the soil in. You've got to mm-hmm. tend to it. And so this is another example of that. Um, so how will you do it? Another quote that I love from Edward R. Murrow, which is in the white paper I mentioned, to be persuasive. We must be believable. Hmm. To be believable, we must be credible. To be credible, we must be truthful. Truth and trust. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And they go hand in hand in the organization. And I think one of the other four agreements that you mentioned um, had to do with feeling like you can be yourself. I think it was maybe the fourth one. But there was a tie-in to this concept of psychological safety, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because people need to be safe. Always do your best. Always do your best. Exactly. 
Abraham Lincoln too. Whatever you are, be a good one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to always be your best, you have to be able to express candid feedback. You right. have to be able to ask questions that may sound silly because mm-hmm. sometimes they are. Right. But sometimes that's just part of the brainstorming process that leads to something else. And we have to create the environment that people can ask questions that sound silly without the room going like, geez, Tom, that was a dumb question. You know, why did you, you know, that's not going to promote Mm -hmm. trust, nor is just sitting there and saying, do you trust me now? Do you trust me now? You can trust me. Come on. It's okay. You should definitely trust me. You know, we joke about that. And I'm cracking up laughing yeah. because anytime somebody says, trust me, you're like, nope. no, nope. See, that's not the way you can't just say right. that. And I think about, you know, so many companies who I'm sure as part of their values, it's, you know, we're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. We can't say you're Wasn't trustworthy. Wasn't that one of Wells Fargo's values? <laughs> Quite possibly. I think it Quite possibly. You have to earn that yeah. trust. And so then what does that look like? And there's a great book by um, another researcher, Amy Edmondson. In fact, it just came out. Um, We're going to link to all these awesome resources and show notes, guys. So don't worry if you're not like jotting them down. I had feedback that somebody told me they needed a pen and paper with our podcast because it was chock so full of information. Oh, that's awesome. So we're going to try and put all of it in the show notes to make sure that if, even if you don't have a pen and paper, you're all set. And also feel free to contact us via yeah. our um, website form on, on the website. And if there's anything you need us to recap, we'll be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, her book is really cool because it's really talking about how you're using the psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I mentioned it. So let me go back to it. It's Amy Edmondson's book, The Fearless Organization, Creating Psychological Safety in the Workplace for Learning, Innovation, and Growth. What the heck is psychological safety? Well, that's kind of what we were talking about, question. right? Yeah. Um, so in the business world, it's really about providing the systems and the mechanisms that you have for for sharing that feedback, mm-hmm. for making sure that someone doesn't roll their eyes, maybe, when yeah. someone shares an idea, you know. So it's the communication strategies, it's the systems and the processes for the create that feedback loop. Mm-hmm. If, if you've asked for ideas, you've got to go back to people and say, I heard you, mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing with the ideas. And here's why. You know, exactly. if we're not going to use it, that's okay, but just explain it. And if we are going to use it, that's great. Then explain, mm-hmm. you know, what made it a good idea, and if it wasn't a great one, tell me how I can have a better one in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you can talk to this in the, on the personal side of things, but I think it spills over into the professional side. In the world of social media where we can unfollow people mm-hmm. who we don't agree with, we're losing our ability to have those meaningful conversations mm-hmm. in a way that is strategic, yeah. That would be one way. But in, let me just say this. In a way that's helpful to the organization, right. whether that's helpful in building the team, whether that's helpful in innovating. And I would go even further to say that um, it's, it's not just limited to your employees. Mm. Building trust with all of your stakeholders is important. Yeah. It, whether it's a consumer or a vendor or anyone. And I'm actually just going to read um, Amy Edmondson, who Kelly just mentioned, who coined the term psychological safety. She's quoted, um, and she's a Harvard Business School professor. So the definition is, psychological safety is a belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes, which is exactly what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, when Tom makes a, air quote, silly suggestion or asks a, you know, question that maybe people know the answer to, we need to make sure that we've created an environment and a culture right. that allows that to happen. Because mm-hmm. if we shut down every silly question, we are, it, trust is gone. There will never be another question. There will never mm-hmm. be another idea because people don't feel safe. If they don't feel safe enough to trust that they can share their idea without being laughed at or humiliated, there's nothing. 
Um, and this article is actually, you know, it's a research based on a Google team. And this Google team came up with the five key dynamics that make up a great team. And psychological safety is at the top of the list. Right. So, so it's, it's a very thing, top people. thing. Yeah. I mean, if this is Not the first you're hearing of it, you know, <laughs> check out Amy Edmondson's TED Talk. Check out the books that we'll link to. Uh, this article that I have on a blog called In Praise, we'll link to that as well. But it is absolutely, you know, a key role for healthy functional teams, healthy functional corporate cultures. And, you know, I love Kelly's point that that doesn't only have to include employees that can also extend to distributors and suppliers and customers. Again, going back to like, I want to buy from a company that I trust. Right. One of my, my favorite phrases, all of the people essential to your company's success. And it's important. And Amy makes this point in her book from, uh, we're in a knowledge economy. What Mm. you know is important. How you innovate is important. So, you have to be able to cultivate those good ideas. And mm-hmm. sometimes they start off as silly ideas, mm-hmm. but then they it's that spark, right, that leads to something else. You have to be able to be inventive and inquisitive, and you have to be able to ask questions. That's part of one of the things that, you know, we talk about. It's no longer the soft skill. It's just the required human skills right. for success. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep calling them the human skills, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will catch on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's the human skills of, of being inquisitive and creative and you know, just curious yeah, in curious. general around those things and compassionate, mm-hmm. right? Because someone might suggest an idea that really isn't good for people or planet and someone else needs to feel comfortable speaking up against that mm-hmm. and saying, hey, let's look at that again. Right. 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 So, um, and I think Amy says in her book that the traditional culture of fitting in and going along spells doom in the knowledge economy. And I can't mm-hmm. emphasize that yes. enough. Well, we've talked so much about disruptors. You know, we've talked about the Ubers of the world and, you know, the companies that are just, you know, Airbnb, they're just disrupting the industry. And they are, I'm sure for each of those examples, there are, you know, several thousand that failed that we never heard of. But, you know, when you look at a disruptive idea like that, it creates a whole new industry. It really does. It really does. And, or it creates new products or it creates Mm -hmm. new ideas and, or new audiences, right? You know, so there's a lot that people can do to grow their organizations without really having to have like a growth maniac mindset, yes. right? There's yes. a lot that can be done. Yeah. I would put it out there to every organization that you could probably look around your organization and find ways to repurpose what you're doing, mm-hmm. ways to extend what you're doing, ways to add something to it that opens it up to a new market. Mm-hmm. And um, you need those ideas yep. to really get there. And I think it also goes back to our inclusion episode. Mm-hmm. It's great to have a diverse workforce and and diverse stakeholders, but if you're not creating a way to include them in the conversation, Mm -hmm. then you're losing out on their ideas, their cultural perspectives, their way of thinking, the way they learn, their marital status, all of those great things that we talked about before, then you're losing out on some really great ideas. Well, and if you... If you don't do exactly what this quote says, you know, if you do go along with fitting in and and going along, then you don't have a diverse workforce, right? Like if you just hire people that look like you, right? There's no diversity there, and then there's no there's no one to include because you're all just looking like each other. (laughs) Exactly, and that's you all may trust each other, but that certainly that is an incredibly limiting. You know, people talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Like that is an incredibly limited way to approach anything. First of all, is Mm -hmm. to only have people that look, think, act, and talk like you surrounding you. Um, It may feel safe, 
But true psychological safety does not depend on everybody being little mirror images of each other. And I think that's a good point. Um, you know, with all due respect to Amy Edmondson, you, you all speak for both of us. Like, we prefer courageous over fearless. Yes. Because that's really the emphasis that's true. that you want to bring out um, yeah. in that. And those are the types of conditions that inspire courage. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yes, you may feel safe mm-hmm. because you're all alike. Mm-hmm. But that... That's really not the point. Yeah. The point is yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt to do oh, it's quote day here Yay. at the Daily Business Podcast. <laughs> uh, it's really more about doing that one thing you're afraid to do right. every day. And right. so you need that whole support system in place to do that. And admit your mistakes. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't doesn't work out, that's okay. You're learning, mm-hmm. right? You're not failing. Right. You're learning fast. We should an episode fast. on resilience. It makes me mm. think of when you say it's okay to, yeah. you know, to make mistakes. But yeah. anyway, Absolutely. mental notes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for a future episode <laughs> of Doing Good Business where we tackle resilience. Absolutely, and um, along the lines of the four four agreements, mm-hmm. which I think is fabulous and deeply meaningful. Mm-hmm. Re- you know, things that people can reflect on at the individual level and how they show up at work. Um, I think on the work side of things, in that white paper I mentioned earlier, I just wanted to share this with everyone because I thought it was so helpful. Um, this course of consulting back in 2009, they've developed a, a trust guide for you. Oh, cool. And it spells out trust. Oh, how so cute. So T is teach. Mm. Teach everyone in the organizations how how things work. Make it as transparent as possible. You know transparency. That's the quickest way to earn mm-hmm. trust. Reward, make sure reward systems align with corporate values and goals. Mm-hmm. Well, as far go. Um, yeah. Unconditional support, encourage innovation, create an environment where mistakes are opportunities to learn, not to punish. Mm-hmm. Give employees permission to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And I would add color outside of the line. Yeah. Right? Reorder things. Mm-hmm. That's where we get really good ideas. S, share information, communicate clearly and frequently. T, trustworthy make commitments and keep them. So T teach our reward you unconditional support S share information and T be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Easy. I easy, love easy. I love reward. And I would tie that into, um, unconditional support and, you know, suggestions and the topics we've been talking about as we were talking, I, I designed this whole like virtual suggestion box in my head. So if there's anyone technical that's listening right now that wants to design this, we'll market it to a company. But you could literally have a page on your website that's like a virtual suggestion box where people get to, you know, call it, you know, the think tank or the innovation Mm -hmm. station or whatever catchy Mm -hmm. thing you want to call it. But also when everyone is bringing in their suggestion, you have to ask them to tie it to a value of the company. How does that suggestion for innovation which value does that align with? How mm-hmm. does that tie into our corporate values? And if you design something like that, right. then you start to get people to really think of, okay, I need to think about the values of my company and how this idea that I have is going to make it better. Like, I'm again, I'm taking your macro hat, but like that is really no, empowering the individual. This is where personal and professional right, development meet. Exactly. Right here. <laughs> right here. Um, but that really takes the employee and empowers them to think with that, you know, high level leadership hat, it allows them to be strategic and it gives them the environment to let their voice be heard. So again, if there's any developers about there that will out there that want to like create this little feedback mechanism product that I've apparently just come up with, right. contact Kelly and I on yes. our forum on the Doing Good Business podcast. But if you're out there and you already have a virtual suggestion box, think about incorporating that. You know, we love to leave you guys 
with at least one actionable mm-hmm. tip each week. And I would say, you know, maybe that's something to consider. I think it's a great idea. Years ago, I worked for someone in a great company, and she had uh, the CANI program, C-A-N-I, okay. Constant and Never-Ending Improvement. Nice. And while it wasn't tied to values necessarily, well, it was tied to a value of create new things, right? right. Don't rest on your laurels. Mm-hmm. And um, But what was nice about it was, it was not something that was used just in times of crisis mm. or we're stuck mode. Right. It was a daily habit yes. almost. We were always talking about the Kanai program and mm-hmm. how could we improve from little small things to much larger things. Mm-hmm. But everybody could put something in there any day of the week. And it wasn't just right. tied to this, oh, no, we're stuck. Now what? Right. right. It was more tied to the, hey, these things are going great. And how mm-hmm. can we improve it? So. It's just like feedback. You don't only want to give someone feedback when they've messed up. You exactly. want to be able to give them continuous continuous feedback on a weekly basis because and you want to recognize something good. If you're only giving them feedback when they mess up, they will not have the psychological faith no. to share new ideas. They will not be trusting in themselves exactly. to bring good ideas. Exactly. Well, we brought it all around. Look at us. Tying it nice up. Nice, neat, and tidy to you in uh, 25 minutes today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us and talking about trust. You know that Kelly and I love to uh, dissect those corporate culture business terms that you hear out there and about. Um, feedback you want to talk about trust you want to give us some ideas you missed one of the uh references Mm -hmm. hop over to doinggoodbusiness.com we've got a super easy contact us form we love 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 hearing from people we get awesome feedback all the time and we'd love to hear it from you too thank you very much laura for another great episode have a great week everyone thanks so much for listening to this episode and we would love to hear from you send your comments your questions suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.